I tell them welcome to the gray area. The NBA world is in an uproar yet again. Every time we think we can get comfortable, cruise out, kick our feet up, and enjoy some basketball, we get a Woj bomb, we get Shams tweeting, and you know what? We get excited. This time, James Harden finally makes his way to the Brooklyn Nets. Somehow or the other, Kyrie Irving is still a Brooklyn Net, and there's another super team in the NBA, folks. But this is The Gray Area, and I am your host, Ray Jarvis. Showtime! Woo! For this episode, I had to bring my Laker family with me. Mainly because when I go off the rails or when I start ranting and raving, they usually reel me back in. They get they get me to tame my takes. So I needed people to balance me out as I go off on certain tangents. With me, I have the homie BTG, Baylor the Great, as well as Manuel Brown, one half of any given Sunday podcast. Welcome back, fellas. Yes, sir. And I appreciate the government too, by the way. That's hey, real man, professional. You're real the Manuel Brown, son. What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> all right fellas so for this episode i'm, I'm just going to give the listeners the menu real quick we're going to be talking about i would say three of the four most polarizing guards in the nba originally it was going to be two but then the <coughs> trade went down so it's only right that we, we lead off with james harden we're going to follow that up with, with with the man himself the enigma Kyrie irving and then we're going to talk we're going to top it off with the king of the light skins steph curry but let's get right into it Baylor, i'm coming to you first to bat lead off here Hard is, in, hard is in Brooklyn. There's a lot of moving parts. This three-team trade. What are your initial takeaways from this deal? I need to look at that bench. Okay. If that Let's bench, talk about it. If, that, if they don't have a bench, that's not going to help in the playoffs. That's all I'm saying. And role players matter. Um, I actually think Houston... I actually think Houston got a little bit better. Okay. I mean, well, I, I wouldn't necessarily say better. I, I think they got a little bit more excited. You know what I mean? Um, I, you know, Levert couldn't even pack his bags and and dump and dump him off in Houston until he, he found out that he was heading to Indiana. Um, but Oladipo, I mean, if we all know if he can stay healthy, um, he can cause some damage. I'm not sure how it's going to work out with with him pairing up with with Wall, but we still have to wait and find out. Um, as far as the Nets, huh, I mean, I. I, I, I want to see the usage online uh, when it comes to the Nets on 2K. <laughs> um, I think that's going to be interesting. But uh, again, we have interesting personalities. We already know the history with uh, KD and Harden. You know, they played with each other before. So they have a little bit of um, history and some chemistry. Uh, KD and, 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 um, and our guy over Kyrie. there, our, our our interesting guy Kyrie, they have they seem to be hitting it off well. So it's going to be interesting. We already know the number one question is who's going to take the last <clears> shot. <throat> you know what I mean? But more but more important, who's going to take the the load off? You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm pretty sure KD is the main guy, but Harden is a main guy, and Kyrie believes he is one of the main guys as well. Shots so, fired, Loki. Now we need to see. Well, I mean, honestly, he deserved he deserved a shot. You know what I mean? Okay, um, we we gonna get into that. Save your takes. We gonna get there. You know, but um, 
we got to see how it's going to work out. Again, we already know how it goes. There's not enough balls. Pause. You know what I mean? So we we need to see we need to see how this is going to work out. Again, it's exciting to see. Mm-hmm. And um and I'm, I'm I'm definitely going to tune in. So I'm not penciling them in the finals just yet. Ooh. Can't do that. I can't do that. The tone is set. All right, so Manny, no more government names. Uh, you've had a lot to say. We have had a lot to say to each other about James Harden. I know you have some issues with Kyrie currently. So when we think about the fit, I want to ask you to basically give me a reaction because I think we're all in alignment when it comes to the reaction. But what about the fit? What, what do you expect for the Nets with Kyrie, KD, and now James Harden? Uh, I think right now it's it's up in the air. I mean, oh. I don't know anybody. I don't I don't I don't know if anybody can sit here right now and tell you and give you a definitive answer that you know the Nets are going to be. They will try. Enter word. They will try. You know they will try. And obviously for for clickbait and for ratings, they'll they'll make hyperbolic statements. But I don't think anybody. I don't I don't care who you are. I don't think you could be the greatest expert in the world. I don't know anybody that knows what this team is going to be. First of all, do Fact. we know Kyrie's coming back tomorrow, today, next month, next year? I I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think anybody can answer that question right now. And then what is James Harden? Like he's out of shape. You know, I, now, obviously, I think he'll be reinvigorated by this trade. So, you know, we'll see. Obviously, I, I expect this play to, to pick up. But, you know, what is James Harden? Is it going to take him 10 games to finally get his feet under him? Is it just it's just a trade going to reinvigorate him and he'll be ready to go by the first game in the Nets uniform? Like, I don't know. I think it's going to take him a while. Plus, from a fit perspective, like, who who's the lead guy? Like, Durant's still kind of kind of still getting his feet wet from the whole injury situation. You know, he's still kind of... You know, he still looks great. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying he's still he's still kind of figuring out Fact. he's gonna play back to backs right away. He's still kind of going through his 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 load management, for lack of a better word. And you know, then you now you're bringing in KD or now you're bringing in you know Kyrie back into the fold, and you're bringing in James Harden. And so, from a fit perspective, I just don't know, man. I I don't love the fit. I'll be honest with you. I don't I don't I don't love the fit. Like again, not enough basketballs. Pause. Whatever you want to do, whatever you want to call it, not enough balls in there. Like, I, I don't, I just don't know from a basketball perspective, like, does this work? We know the talent. We know the talent. There's no arguing the talent. If all things work out correctly, if every guy buys in, they have the talent to win a championship. That has never been the question. Yes, we need to, we do need to see what the bench looks like. We do need to see some, you know, we do need to see if, if Steve Nash can actually coach, obviously. But talent alone, they have the talent to win a championship. Now, we all know we've all been watching basketball longer than two days. Two days. We all know that it takes a lot more than just talent to win a title. It goes a long way, but it takes a lot more than just talent. Preach. So we'll see. Um, I'll jump in here and I'll say when it comes to the basketball of it all, my perspective is if you ever have a chance as an organization to have three top 15 players or top 20, depending on where you have Kyrie on your roster, you have to take that chance. This, to me, it's inarguable. You, If they want to come, yep. they want to put your uniform on, you have to do it. Uh, the fit, I guess, when I look at the roster, the Nets went from a team with two superstars and one of the deepest rosters overall in the league to a Dinwiddie injury and a Harden trade away from being awfully shadow off awfully shallow and awfully top heavy so i guess mm-hmm. i gotta see it too i'm, I'm with baylor where i want to put them in the finals I'll, I'll leave with that but i can't in good faith 
pencil them in until I see what the basketball looks like. Do I do I like the kind of offense they're running in Brooklyn? Because as I've said before, the Yes Network is now must see TV for me. I'm watching these net games. I like the I like the actions. I like the player movement. I think with these three guys, you're gonna have a lot of activity off the ball to create looks. It's gonna be the spacing is gonna be delicious. But what is the chemistry gonna look like? How are they gonna stagger the minutes? Because if you're gonna give up all of this talent off your bench, that means that at Every point in the court or in the game, unless there's a blowout, Kyrie, KD, or Harden is going to have to be on the floor throughout the game. They're going to have to stagger minutes. They're going to have to get creative with the lineups. And can Steve Nash, to, to Manny's point, do that? Can, can he coach? Can he manage minutes? Does he know how to create rotations? I'm a little leery of their defense because, as we've seen to start, there is no defense in Brooklyn. They look like not even Golden State because Golden State defended. They don't look like the Rockets of, of previous years. They look more like early stage Phoenix, when it's just run, 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 score, 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 and with a team with, with the most points win at the end of the game. And I'm concerned about that because in this NBA, as much as it's still about small ball to a degree and versatility, you have to defend. I'm seeing a lot of teams now. We know it's a copycat league. A lot of teams are now going back to keeping a big on the floor. Shout out to the Lakers for showing that you can win a championship with bigs on the floor. The Nets, on the other hand, they, they have Jeff Green at the five sometimes. They don't get offensive rebounds. They don't they don't get the necessary stops. I see a lot of guys I tweeted last night that they have their hands out, spread out like in defensive position, but they're guarding no one. So you can have all of this offensive talent, but what is it going to look like on the floor? Are they going to get stops? Will, uh, will they have the chemistry? Will Kyrie want to play? Like, there's a lot of narratives about him. How is the fit? Forget KD. I think you could put KD in any situation and he'll be okay. But how will Harden and KD fit? I'm concerned. I said it at the top end of the season that I really wasn't for this trade. Part of it is because I wanted Kyrie to have his chance. Part of it is because I'm just not sure about rhythm. This is what I talked about previously. Will, will there be enough activity within this new net offense for for a guy like Harden and a guy like Kyrie two guys who need rhythm to get going to be effective I'm super concerned fellas I think I think Nash has a he's he's gonna have an easier um I would say an easier time figuring out the starting five offense but mm -hmm. my thing is when Kyrie needs a breather you know what I'm saying when mm -hmm. when when DJ needs a breather they lost a they lost a run protector. And they lost a reliable score, backup score. So that's that's my that's my issue with it. They're paying a guy over there eighty mil to stand in the corner and shoot threes. Right. So, you know, again, it's all about the depth. And that show in the bubble, you're going to need some of those shoulders to step up. You know what I'm saying? Because as much as we like to, uh, you know, dump the load on our superstars, I remember in Game Five when. When when Jimmy Buckets was was dog tired, you know what I'm saying. Brown was dog tired or whatever. There's going to be moments like that during the season, during the playoffs, and ain't gonna need a breather. Fact. And who's gonna come in and help maintain that lead or even help scratch back at times? These cats not about to win 50 games in a row. There's gonna be some yep. times where you lose two or three games in a row, and now y'all gonna start looking at each other. True. And we know neither one of them is shy about saying something. Yeah. I just want to see who's going to make the sacrifice. Mm. Like, you know, we're talking about the we talk about the bench, and those are all valid concerns. The coaching, the the, the 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 basketball schematics of it. I just want to know from a from an intangible standpoint, who's going to make the sacrifice? Because maybe other than the Warriors' big three with with uh, or big four, whatever you want to call it, with uh, KD coming on board a few years ago, you know, maybe maybe outside of them, you know, every big three, every super team, at one point or another, there had to be a sacrifice made. 
Like, case in point, when the big three in Miami, the Heatles, came together. You know, one of the one of those guys, arguably two of those guys, had to sacrifice and change the way they play to accommodate somebody else. So I just want to know who's going to do that, right? These are all three ball-dominant guys. Who's going to be the guy that says, you know what? I'm, I don't have to score 25 points. I'm going to play defense. I'm going to do the little things. I'm going to be the facilitator, you know? And then I'm going to let KD eat. And KD going to be the lead guy. Or I'm going to let James eat. And he's going to be the lead guy. Or I'm going to let Kyrie, et cetera. So who's going to make that sacrifice? That's what I want. That, to me, is the biggest question mark for me with this team. Well, let's, again, play, talent, let's, let's play devil's advocate, though. All three of them have the option to sit back and just watch. True. You know what I mean? Because all three can take over. And you can rank them at however you want to. But all three of them, any given night, can go out there and drop between 30 and 50 points a game. Literally. Absolutely. You know what I mean? The thing is, are they able to do that with not having consistent, um, I would say, consistent touches? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. You don't want to be left out in the cold too long. So who's going to yeah. be willing to take that step? Because Kyrie's entire crusade from the time he left Cleveland was to prove that he could stand on his own two and 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 be part of a championship roster as a lead guy. Will he be comfortable with that? And to my next question, forget the Kyrie question, but more specifically to Harden. You 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 played in OKC. You've played in Houston. Houston's a bigger market than OKC, but there's no mm -hmm. market like New York City. People keep forgetting that Brooklyn is New York City. It's not just someplace around New York City. It's the heart of the city if you ask certain people. So can you handle that media? Can, when you decide to take a defensive possession off or you're not guarding your man the way you're supposed to and the media starts to light you up and if and when there, there is a crowd and the fan starts to boo you out of the arena, can he handle that? Um, uh, Mandy, what do you think? Do you, uh, is Harden? Because you, you, you've had a lot to say about Harden. Do you Man. think, and as as a fellow New Yorker, is Harden built for the New York fire? I would argue all three of them I'm iffy on if they can handle mm. the media in New York. Those are three sensitive person. I think it's easy. Like, I'm not as bullish as you are, Jarv, with the whole Brooklyn thing. Because let's be fair. Let's keep it 100. It's the gray area. We're going to keep it 100%. <laughs> the Nets are what? Like the ninth team in New York? Like, let's be real. Let's yeah, they, be got, they have to win a like, chip we, to get like, that. They have no clout they, in they the city to, right now. I, I, would, I would say they have to win several championships. Like, nah, like, just like, one. We, like, we, all, we all like to joke on the Knicks. But let's be fair. The Knicks <laughs> are still the, 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 the basketball team the, in New York. The, the Knicks are the main event. They the top draw. But if the if the Nets win the chip, yeah. then it's gonna be new energy. I already yeah, see they, a lot of black and white gear around, bro. I'm just saying. Oh, oh, of course, no, no, no. And I'm not arguing that. But I, it's you know the Nick. Like I would I, like I like I always said this. I don't remember. I, don't, I forget who said this. Like when they were comparing the Lakers and the Clippers, the Clippers are a basketball franchise. The Lakers are a brand. Same Facts. thing for the Knicks. The Knicks are a brand. Facts. A terribly run brand at that, but still <laughs> a brand. And. The, the Brooklyn Nets are a franchise and but but be that as it may right you're talking about can they handle it I just I don't know man you got three set you know I don't want to say sensitive you got three moody guys one day they're up one day they love the media one day they hate the media next day somebody's mad about a report that somebody made that talked to a source somebody's baby mama said something and somebody ran with it and went to the media and they're mad at the media for two weeks you got a lot of guys that are just, I don't know if they're built for that, for that. And New York is different. 
See, Harden was in Houston where he could kind of create his own narratives and nobody was really going to bug him. You know, Fact. Houston's not really a basketball town in that sense. You know, the, the Texans and the Astros, you know, the Rockets are the third team in town. You know, he didn't have to have that heat. Now he's in New York and a big team, a team, a sexy team, pause, a team that everybody's going to be paying attention to, you know? So how is he going to handle that extra attention? Mm. And then, and then all the antics getting out of Houston, the showing up, going to the baby concert and the baby music video, little baby, whoever, whatever baby, um, hanging out with the babies. And and and, and uh, hanging out at strip clubs, hanging out with the babies, <laughs> <laughs> hanging out with the babies, um, the baby crew. Um, you know, what I'm saying all of the off the court antics, all the stuff that he did to basically get himself fired. Um, New York, you already know, New York is built with a lot of working class white. Let's be keep it real, mm. media types that that are not going to like that shit. So, so, so long story, I kind of disagree. You are skeptical of Harden's existence in New York City. Oh, yes, I am. I am very skeptical. Uh, and, then, and, then on top, and then on top of that, you got the whole Kyrie situation. That's what makes this... If, oh, if we, Kyrie, we, we getting there. We getting there. We no, no, getting I, there. Right, I know we getting there, but I'm just saying, like, you have the Kyrie situation hanging over the head of the franchise on top of you bringing in another atomic bomb in James Harden. Like, bro, that's and a that, lot. And that's why I disagree with you, Manny. I, I I would I would give you K I would give you KD because we know his history and he probably still has a burner account. <clears throat> Multiple. But for but for one, first of all, the Clippers is not a franchise. They're just a team. Let's just get that out of the way. Facts. Okay? They're just I'm a sorry, team. I was too generous. My bad. Yeah, too generous. We're being too nice today. Um but I think Kyrie can handle the media. I think and we'll, when we get to that, I'll explain why. But I think he can. I think Harden. Uh, it's just as worse as Kyrie. We're we talking about a guy that came to the, the Drew League with Khloe Kardashian with no worries. So, And he knew the backlash that he was going to get for that. Uh, KD will probably be the only one that I'm worried about if Kyrie wasn't there. As long as Kyrie has that Brooklyn jersey on, KD is good. I agree with that. I agree with that. And Kyrie, sense, can, I think- Kyrie, Kyrie can handle the media. He can handle the media. Now, I'm not saying how he handles it, but <laughs> he can handle the media. He's he's better adept at it. He's better adept at it. Plus, Kyrie grew up in New Jersey, so he understands. Close enough. KD, and plus, I think that, and then yeah, close enough. Plus, these two guys almost make KD look like the normal one. Like, damn, exactly. KD's like the K, exactly. KD's the KD's the one with the less baggage out of all of them. Imagine that. All right. So speaking of Kyrie, before this trade went down, it was the Kyrie news cycle in NBA media. Will he play? Won't he play? Where is Kyrie? He's AWOL, but we actually know where he is. So on and so forth. On the basketball floor, before the the disappearance, we'll call it, of Kyrie, he looked really good. He looked good next to Kevin Durant. Like the symmetry, the chemistry seems like it's already there. It was real easy for them to get on on the basketball floor. My question to you guys is, it's more about the narratives, the polarity. There's there's a lot of information that says that Kyrie's fighting a fight that's bigger than basketball. He's making donations. He's making a stand. He's he's talking to politicians, so on. But when you turn on the media, all they are focusing on is basketball and in some corners, how bad of a guy he is, how aloof he is, how detrimental he is, so on. And it's like, I'm like, why, why won't we, why, why do we have to shove the good things under the blanket to talk about the negative? Stephen A went on a whole rant talking about he should retire and I'm worried about the organization and all this and that. And I'm like, bro, over the fall, you and Perk was like, 
if you don't want to play, put your money where your mouth is. Don't play. Go out there and do such and such. Now Kyrie is doing it, and now you're killing him for not playing. So my question to you, Baylor, to set the tone, because you swooped in, you shot at me in my comment section, and I ducked, you know, but, like, why can't Kyrie <laughs> get the benefit of the doubt when it comes to the NBA media? Just like I said, because he wants the attention. He can avoid all of this. Like, Facts. bro, I, I don't need to know that you don't care Fact. about Thanksgiving. I don't need to know that you don't care for Christmas. This is stuff I don't need to know. They, they're they asking you simple questions. How do you feel about the matchups on Christmas? How do you feel about the games on Thanksgiving? I, I understand that you want to be this figure in our culture. That's cool. I just feel like he's going about it the wrong way. That's the weirdo stuff that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Leave LeBron James' name out of your mouth, bro. It's over. Fact it's it. over. You know what I mean? Just go. Now, and then when I say this, I don't mean just go do that, but I'm saying you're in a position where we're looking at you as one of the top guards. Now you're playing one, next to one of the greatest players that we've ever seen. We're trying to see you create history again. All this other stuff that you're doing is uncalled for. So why can't he big up KD without it being somehow viewed as a shot at LeBron? He wasn't, because he wasn't you dissing know LeBron when he, he made that comment. You know, because it's not, it's not, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Facts. And, and you know that out of anybody in this world, you know that being a Laker fan, being a Kobe fan. Mm -hmm. Because anytime somebody brings up MJ or LeBron and 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 where they're at in history or where they feel they should be at in history, they're always gonna throw shots at Kobe. True, mm -hmm. true. Facts. And that's and that's it, bro. Like and 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 to me, it's like he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to put himself in that position. He doesn't. You know what I mean? And we respect. And his talent speaks for itself. But when you start acting that way and start talking that way, we don't even consider your talent. Now we're just talking to you as a person. And it's certain stuff that I don't need to know. All right. What about at you? The end of, at, at at the end of the day, it's some personal stuff that you want the world to know. That they might not even care about because the media is who they are and we know it's not his fault completely the media is going to put two tens on it you yeah. know what i mean so why would you feed them that because you want to stay relevant in the news for why stay stay relevant in the news for your game and winning games all right i dig it i, I dig it. it i dig it so so talk to me manny what is your stance on what i view as an anti-kyrie narrative in the nba media the the problem there's a couple things with the Kyrie thing right uh, my uncles always told me you never let another man or other people tell your story you always tell your story and the problem with Kyrie is he's letting the media define the narrative not Kyrie see these NBA players think they're smarter than they really are they tell they you know Whoa. all things about narrative <laughs> you know but no but it's but I'm being real I'm, I'm gonna speak facts to you right like players want to control the narrative but they do a poor job at controlling the narrative because they let everybody else they let hanger-ons and associates and whatever media sources quote unquote sources control the narrative right or they let media or they don't put anything out into the sphere into the sphere so they let the media types create the narrative the problem with Kyrie is he's letting everybody else tell the story right for number one he did this disappearing act why didn't Kyrie before he disappeared like 
say call a press conference because he is still an employee of the NBA. He is still taking the NBA's money. He is still taking the Brooklyn Nets money. You are still an employee. Whether you want to look at it that way or you don't, you are Facts. an employee of an organization. And all of us have real civilian jobs outside of what we do in our podcasting world, right? And we all can't just decide one day, yo, said job, I'm not coming in. Or just no call, no show. We lose our jobs, right? Right. So Kyrie, it's just a, it's just a professional thing. Call a call a call a press conference and say, "Yo, I am not playing because of X." You don't have to get in depth. You don't have to sit there and write a book or write a soliloquy about why the fuck you're not playing. Just say, "Hey, I'm not playing because I have to take care of X, Y, Z." And I've already talked about it with my GM, with my owner, with my coach. And this is what we've come up. We've come up with a plan where I'm going to go away for a couple weeks and and whatever, right? And the NBA is still the, the media is still going to write their own narratives about it, but at least you've put pen to paper and you've laid out why you are doing the you are taking the actions that you are taking. Kyrie didn't do that; he just disappears. And what happens? You now you're letting ESPN spin the narrative. You're letting Fox Sports spin the narrative. You're letting Hoops Hype spin the narrative. You're letting every media outlet, the New York Post, etc., spin the narrative. And then on and then you go to your second point. There's an anti-Kyrie bias in the NBA. Kyrie's done a lot of it to himself. Mm. Eliminate the disappearance act right now, right? But just throughout the years, man, the thing in Boston, how everything ended in Boston, I don't think it was all Kyrie's fault. Obviously, he was a big part of it. I don't think it was his it. fault at all, but go ahead. No, I think he I think he holds some culpability. Yeah. I, you want to do a pie chart, 30%, 40%, whatever. We'll be here all day. He has some culpability, right? To start the season last or two years ago, I, I want to be in Boston for life. I'm here, blah blah blah. No, 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 I'm no. He said, the if they would have me and Boston would not have him, I'm not going for that. Yeah, I'm not going to Kyrie for that Boston thing. Bro. Okay, I'm not going we for don't, that. None of us, none of us was in the room with Danny Ainge, so we don't know what was exchanged. We don't know what we was talking about. I'll give you, I'll give you that. Okay, I see Gordon Whatever. Hayward got out there as fast as he could too. I'm just saying. Okay, you're right. Got, got, right. got him a nice check too. How about that. Hey, and he's playing well for, for, for whatever. You know what I mean? But 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 be that as it may, right? The whole is he staying? Is he going? Is he staying? That rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Like it does. We cannot act like it doesn't. It act, and look, NBA media types. These are people too. I don't know why people forget that that media in all sports, media in all walks of life, are people. These are people with the same, the same jealousies and proclivities that that the normal person like you and I have. So these are the same people that look at things and they're like, yo, this is a self. They look at Kyrie as a selfish, self-entitled athlete, right? That they're like, look at this man. Like this man, like I wish I was, I wish I was in a position where a team could offer me $200 million and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll go, maybe I'll stay, maybe I'll go, maybe I'll stay. That rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Then the whole flat earth comments, and I, I don't care about that. I don't care if you think the earth is Manny, flat. Manny. I don't care what your views Manny, are on no but, politics. Uh, I don't no, care. No, I'll let you John, continue, John, Manny. John, Can you please John. stop cursing, bro? You're making my oh, job my bad, my hard. Bad. Yeah, my, yeah. My, my bad, my bad, my hey, bad, yeah, my yeah, bad. Hey, 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 John told me very first episode that, you know, you got to keep it kosher. You got to keep my, it kosher. My, my, my apologies to the audience. My but but Jar, Jar, what Manny is trying to say is that we know Kyrie is smart enough to know what's going on. Mm -hmm. So why not why not fill out your 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 PTO the proper way yes. so you won't give them a reason to spin the narrative? Okay. I think he I think he enjoys the narrative being spun so he can get his bars off. All right, so let but me then, jump in here. Let me jump in. Let me let me add I got I got to jump in here. So what I what I'm gaining from you guys is beyond saying that Kyrie is his own worst enemy, which I, I agree with it's hard to give someone the benefit of the doubt who continues to take the benefit away from himself 
my, my question would say, going back to his media silence at the top of the season, is this one massive troll job by Kyrie Irving in the New York media? Am I reading that wrong? Because based on what you guys are saying, if he knows what he's doing, he's got to be trolling, right? He seems like he's going back and forth, but honestly, I don't know. He has a great poker face because mm. I don't know if he's serious or not. Right. But it's, what we're saying is, it's irrelevant. Like, <laughs> like why are you doing it in the first place? So what if? So if he if yeah. he never says the Earth is flat, is the energy towards him any different? No, or, or I'm not, still, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think I that's not. Nah, nah. I'm not going to count that against him. Even, okay. even if he really did believe him, but the part that I get mad off is not you got to stand on it. Mm-hmm. Don't come back and apologize. Yeah, he apologized for that. Exactly. He apologized for most of the stuff that he's done. Don't do that because mm-hmm. if you really stand on it, then I got to roll with you. Exactly. Stand on your convictions. The problem I, I wanted to add, you know, he didn't fill out his PTO form. The problem with Kyrie is he does things and then gets heat for it and then blames the media that <laughs> they ran with something that Fact. he did. He's like he acts like a teenager. Like mm. he like like that. He acts like a 17-year-old chick that gets mad and breaks up a friendship and then blames the friend that broke up with her for the things that she did. Like this is like this is how he acts. He acts like a teenager, bro. So you can't get mad at people running with things that you did and then oh well there's a be- there's a bias against me. No. No, dude, like you are contributing to how you are covered. So Kyrie is immature according to many. Yes, Kyrie, he acts like a Kyrie, teenager. Kyrie knows the answers but fails the test on purpose so he can have the conference with the teacher and his parents only so he can get his feelings off. That's it. Nah, that's that is exactly it. Nah, matter of fact, that's it right there. Kyrie is an attention seeker who will do anything, even if it's self-destructive, to get the attention that he wants. I think I think we've just psychoanalyzed Kyrie over here on the gray area. And 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 John, before you move on, two things can be correct at the same time. Oh, absolutely. It's a gray yeah. area. Ky- Kyrie, like we like I, like me and you exchange on Facebook. Like Kyrie is a great ambassador for the African American young African Americans. He's doing things in his community. He looks like he's really putting his time and his Facts. energy and his money behind certain causes. We know that what he's doing fair. for the WNBA. We've got to shout him out. Absolutely. Applause that. Absolutely. Two things can be right. He's a great stand-up guy that's doing things for, for the equity of African-Americans in this country. And then he's also being an idiot in the way he's handling the situation with the Nets. Like, two things can be correct at the same time. Absolutely. But, you know, we live in such a world now where people need to choose sides that we, we never get to have these conversations where we can highlight both the pros and the cons of Kyrie Irving. You put the TV on, you go on social media, it's it's nothing but negative. And then there's a then there's a vast minority who 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 like myself are like, what about the good stuff? Why why aren't we trying to understand or overstand where this player is coming from? Yeah, I just want to you- kill him, kill him, kill him, kill him, kill him. He didn't want to play with LeBron. He went on first taking dismax. He, he he got out of Boston. Now he's in Brooklyn doing weird things. And we now focusing on the fact that this guy is just an enigma. Who who wants to be understood but doesn't know how to go about expressing himself in the necessary ways, and I think there's, there's not enough energy being put towards that. It's just too much energy being put towards the negative. Then I find myself having to defend a guy sounding crazy in some cases because it's just like, bro, just just hit the man now, give him a chance, and that, that's the gist of it. But at the same time, I gotta say it's hard to defend. Matter of fact, a lot of the things Kyrie has done recently is indefensible. There's no way around it. I won't waste any more time on it. Kyrie, you got to do better. I'm still a fan. I'm still going to ride out. I'll still be belligerent in the comment section, but to keep it 100, it's indefensible. I have a simple question when it comes to Steph Curry. We don't even need to break his game down. We know ball, (laughs) right? We know ball. 
We know what we see. I, every time I get, especially y'all two, when I get y'all together, a lot of times we always end on, we know what we saw. We know what we see. We understand what's going on with the Golden State Warriors. We, we don't fall out of the chair when they lose. We understand what happens when they win. But my question to you, and Manny, I'm going to come to you first. Barely you can follow up as soon as Manny's done. Why is Steph Curry's success so bothersome for NBA fans who are not Steph Curry fans? Mm. I, it's an interesting question, man, and I and I've bothered, never been bro? able. It's it, yeah, yeah, I'm bothered by it, and it's and it's just mind boggling because it's like the dude is a stand up dude. Like you never hear anything negative about him. He's not out here in strip clubs blowing off practice. Like he's a good ambassador for the community. He's well spoken. He's you know he's got a good family, man, man of faith. Never been in trouble. Does all the good things. Kids love him. Like I don't understand. Like what more do you want from this man? Like, the dude, not only is he a stand-up guy, man of character, but he also, when he goes out on the court, teammates love him. You've never heard a teammate say anything negative about this dude, that he's selfish or that he's this or that he's that. The dude, Everybody loves playing with him. He's He wins. Arguably, he is he is in the discussion. Top three, top three or four greatest point Oh, don't say that. Absolutely played. not. You better not say that again. You kidding me? He's, he's no way... <laughs> I know basketball. He can't be top three. Go ahead. I, I just wanted to pantomime <laughs> like I was a curry hater. Go ahead. I feel you. Nah, but I mean, you can have that discussion. He's arguably in the discussion for top three, top two point guards. We, we can paint that. We can have another discussion for another day with that. But the man has changed basketball. And I think that's what it is. I think that he has Fact. changed the way basketball is played, the way the look and feel of the game. Like, he is literally single-handedly completely from a schematic standpoint completely changed how basketball has played in this country and around the world now you have and lebron started it but i think steph completely took it to another level with positionless basketball and then basically playing basketball from the outside from from the through from the three-point line beyond right mm -hmm. like steph has completely changed the way basketball is played and i think for a lot of people that's not their basketball that's not the basketball they came up with that's not the basketball. A guy taking a 35-foot shot without hesitation, that's not their that's not their grandparents' basketball. And I think there's a lot of resentment <laughs> to that. I really do. I think that's part of it. I also think, honestly, bro, I think it's a light skin effect too, bro. I think he's a light skin kid, well spoken, you know, rich. I think that's part of it too, bro. I think he's not, you know what I'm saying? He's he's not, he doesn't a lot of people that come from our circles don't relate to him. Like so, they you would. Think you, so you're saying if his name was Raekwon Curry, he'd get more love? Absolutely. I really think that's part of it. <laughs> bro, I had, I had one of my best friends in life, bro, told me the only reason he hated Kobe was because this dude grew up in Italy and he wasn't hood enough for him. Come on. Now you can sit now you can sit there and dissect that how you want, but there's a lot of people that feel that way. Bro. I understand. It's the hood right. pass. The hood pass is a real thing in the NBA. Facts. Baylor, talk to me, I think bro. that's part of it, bro. Uh, well, when you talk about the top PGs of all time, that's just like talking about the top MCs of all time. Mm. You know, we, we're not coming out of here unscratched. Like it's gonna be, a, it's gonna be a war. So when you have this, we've never seen it before. You know what I mean? And the last time we seen a guard his size uh, dominate the game, and that was Allen Iverson. Mm. You know what I mean? And that is something special. On him being unanimous and, and 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 having, I would say one of the best seasons that we've ever seen before. Uh, you passed the Bulls record, 
you know, that's going to piss some folks off. So, but Bella, can, Bella, you being nice, Bella. Why yeah. do you, why, why is Steph Curry's success so bothersome to certain NBA fans? I need to hear I, your truth. Hey, hey, the cold part about it, like, Jarm, I honestly don't know. <laughs> look, look and, and the thing is, what a lot of people don't understand is that when it comes to the Warriors, at one point, people tried to make them the the rivalry and when i say rivalry like the team more relevant than the clippers to the lakers mm -hmm. you know what i mean where with bay area fans versus the la fans and it was cool for a minute but we respected that team because it was well put together it's a great machine and we, we had no we had no we had no we had no regrets saying yo this probably is the best backcourt that we've ever seen the best shooting backcourt of all time I don't understand the hate. I really don't. So I couldn't give you an answer to that. You know what? For I, me, I just think it's, and it's partially what Manny said about the lack of his hood appeal. But to me, it is just veered into uncontrollable hate. It's just that person that comes around, like you, you the dude in the spot. And then Steph pulls up and everyone forgets about you. And, and, and I, I feel like Steph has made people forget about everyone else's favorites so hard that all, all people are forced to do is hate and they can't control it. And when you talk basketball with some of the, like the people who are real fans, they can't even give you rational reasons. I'm not trying to bash Westbrook. Be clear. There's no smoke for Westbrook, but there's people who will swear up and down for Russell Westbrook, but then try to pick apart Steph Curry's game. And that's mind boggling to me. It's like, bro, like, like you can't, you can't both stand up for Westbrook and then pick apart Steph Curry. You matter of fact, even further, you can't stand up for Trey Young and then pick apart Steph Curry or try to knock down Steph Curry. It's just the not it's, it's not legible to me. Steph Curry? It's the not rational to me. Like, it's almost yeah. identical. You know what I'm saying? You know what like I mean? his whole game is Steph. He he based his game on Steph. The handle, yeah, the pull up Jimmy, the 30 footers. Go ahead, Manny. Yeah, he's the wish version of Steph, bro. That's like, a fact. He, he's a know, CBS I mean, brand, I'm, the right 80. Hey, you want to know? You want to know the crazy part, though. And this is all. I'm gonna give y'all something a little personal. My son, my son has both Steph Curry mm -hmm. and Klay Thompson in his top five, right? Bro. For sure. Well, in 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 his I, in in his defense, is his guards. Okay. So we asked him his guards. My son, with no filter, told Westbrook in his face that I have both of those in my top five. Mm. In return, Westbrook told him. I like those two cats. It is what it is. How can you? Like. How can you hate them? They go out there, they play ball, and they win. You know what I'm saying? They they not they not. There's no gimmicks. Their games ex are, are exactly what they are. And if you're a basketball player, your job is to stop it. And if you can't stop it, you can't hate. You just gotta appreciate. I look around. But, they they, they want to put guys like Dame above them. They want to put so many players around the league above Steph. And anytime Steph wins, is is crickets. Steph loses early in the season. Everybody's on Twitter. They on Facebook. They on Instagram. They posting. Steph wins. Oh, it's, it's silent. And if you talk about Steph wins, oh, why are you not popping out when he loses? What do you want me to say when he loses? Oh, Steph lost. They suck. But but you but then you know basketball. But you refuse to talk about Ubre missing open shots. 
You refuse to talk yeah. about Wiggins missing open shots. You refuse to talk about them trying to figure out how to use Wiseman. They 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 lose a step fall. They win is quiet. Like to me, it's it's just real ridiculous to, to see one player who's done everything you can ask an NBA player to do. Like if you want to have the, the archetype of an NBA Hall of Fame career, with the exception of the greats, the goats that we won't talk about because it's not necessary, Steph Curry is that. He came to the league, didn't get in trouble. Won MVPs, won championships, hit big shots, missed big shots, has been accountable, has been the face of a franchise, hasn't hasn't stirred up any rumors. You don't gotta you don't gotta put on your bleacher report or any kind of news source and wonder if Steph wants to be here. He's done everything the right way. And people hate Steph so much that his wife catches strays. Like they yes. hate everything about the curries. So <laughs> it really bothers but bro, me. Bro, but look at who you just mentioned. But look at who the cats you just mentioned, right? Dame. Yeah. Russ, mm -hmm. they all have some hood appeal. I really feel like it's. I feel like they feel like he's the token Negro that has been invited to the cookout. But what difference does it make yeah. if Steph is a nerd? He goes on the court and he balls out. That him being a nerd but, or cornball or, or we church-going shouldn't matter. Exactly. We, we we was conditioned to believe that the hardest the hardest players came from the hood. Um. Like you you had to be that way. You know what I mean? New York street ball, Venice Beach. Like, that's how we thought. That's not true, bro, because my second point guard of all time is John Stockton, okay? Yeah. And I don't I don't think that'll ever change. Now, is Steph better than Stockton? By far. But me personally, Stockton not moving. That's just pure respect. Like, Steph, you yeah. could honestly put Steph on any team in the NBA. And because of the attention he draws in a half court, you got to respect that team. Even if there's subpar NBA players, you're going to see quadruple teams on number 30. Like, again, what do you want from Steph? Like, that's the question that, that I they guess- don't want him to exist. Me. They don't want him oh, to exist. Oh, that's the they're <laughs> Oh, man. That's 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 gospel right there. They definitely don't want that man around because he Steph seems to Curry be- is the black Tebow. He's uh, the black Tebow, bro. Tebow ain't win chips. He, well, he won college chips, but he didn't win professional chips. He didn't change football. Again, I, I worked in the high school. I saw kids in Brooklyn and in Manhattan wearing curries, bro. Like, what oh, more yeah. do you want oh, from yeah. this oh, my man? son. When, when, when it my comes son. to the AAU, it's over. Like, him yeah. and at one point, Cam Newton was running the AAU game, like, in football, basketball. But the thing is, it's like, just respect the man's game. He didn't go to a Power 5 conference team, a uh, school. You know what I'm saying? He had to literally work to get where he's at. Mm -hmm. It's pretty impressive. His be... career was almost ruined by ankle injuries. <laughs> exactly. And we Worst and we in the world at one point. Worst ankles in the world. And he and he made that team, that franchise, my bad, rele relevant. You know what I mean? So look, I ain't gonna lie, I don't get it. Uh, again, we but we criticize everybody. Just like I may have seen like I was a, a, a bit too harsh. Uh, on Kyrie, mm -hmm. I still understand what type of player he is. You know what I mean? And what type type of player he can be. At this point, I think Curry might be, he might be past his prime. He might be past his prime. I mean, he might be, but, but what we seeing I disagree with you on that. so far this season show, I think, I think he is because he can't, you notice that he had a, he had a boom performance and that is a bit of a drop. Like, I'm not sure if he can sustain that that unanimous level on a night-to-night -night basis like we saw with this particular group. Because there is no clay where he could take a few possessions off. I wouldn't even say right. uh, KD. We know what he did with KD. But we talking about pre-KD Warriors. 
He had a chance to take possessions off with an Iguodala, a Clay Thompson, a Harrison Barnes, a Leandro Barbosa. He had guys who could make shots and make it a little easier for him so he could catch his breath. With this group, he has to do so much, and I don't think his body is capable of repeating that over a 72-game season. We've, we've seen this week, it's been a drop-off of this performance. So mm-hmm. yeah. I, I would say he's past his prime, but it's like it's like a smidgen pass. It's not like a deep decline, but... We 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 on the decline of the Steph experience. But even if he is past his prime, he can always just turn into a pure shooter. Yeah, and his that game ma- ages well. Yeah, his game Absolutely. ages well. Fast is gonna make him more dangerous. Now his defense, do what oh. you want with that. Oh. <laughs> do what you want with it. He competes, you know I mean? but he's not very good. <laughs> and, but look, and, and if you look at all the guards that we just talked about, honestly, I believe prime or not, neither one of them can guard each other. Period. You know what I mean? Maybe some of them might make it a little bit harder on each other, but the way Curry can dribble and shoot, I mean, that's second to none, man. Second to none. Give me a guy that competes, man. I think we could bring this episode to a close right here. We we gave our listeners some some hearty sandwiches to digest. I'm sure there'll be some pushback. I'm going to make a couple of clips I throw out there because y'all guys said a lot of things that I think people need to hear. And, Let him um, push, but I, I must say this, Jarb. Though I gotta, up? I gotta address this on your show, man to man, brother to brother. What's up? I mean, if you put a post out there, you gotta expect us to to reply to it, right, bro? I don't never get mad when y'all reply. I, I know, I know, but if your man's is acting weirdo, I gotta be able to say something about it, right? Got you, man. You right, but you, y'all know me. Hold each I'm going down with bro. the ship. Yeah, y'all could be a hundred percent right. I'm still gonna disagree for the culture. No, no, no. I don't mind the disagree if you disagree. <laughs> but if you say, look, you leaving a paragraph for a situation that you really don't care about. <laughs> and I, I don't. Bro, let me troll. I was trolling, bro. Can I troll? I know. I, I know. I know. But you know, it, I want to say this to the listeners and the ones who do subscribe to your Facebook is that I'm going to say something <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I may or may not care. <laughs> Yo, As it should, like, man. Stances, As it should. I cannot uh, stand that. That y'all going to make me want uh, Kyrie and them get a win. Hey, They're not. That's all, bro, really, that's all I'm waiting for. If, when they start winning, I want all the Kyrie haters who are out in on Moss right now to go hide or come see me because I'm going to go look. I'm going to look for them. Well, the key question that you asked is that's what I'm going to be looking for all season. Is who's going to play? Who's going to defer? Who's going to play the third fiddle? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Who's going to be passive? That's when, and it's crazy using the word passive amongst those three players right there. You know what I mean? So I'm now you got me tuned in. <coughs> you know what I'm saying? Now I'm I can watch it. my Lakers and Brooklyn every game. I want oh, to yeah. see how this is going to work. I out. just. I just want to know if baby Mark Henry going to get himself in shape before the season over. Oh, he will. He's going to now start actually running hard. And I think during the non-All-Star break, he's going to shed about eight pounds or so. He'll he'll come back to his usual slightly chub physique. But um, (laughs) shout out to you, Baylor. Just so you know, the the gray area is a safe space. You can shoot at me. I'm going to shoot back. We can hug it out after. This ain't like other podcasts where disagreeing with the host is disallowed. You can you can shoot at me. I I invite the bullets. In fact, (laughs) but (laughs) fellas, before y'all go. I need y'all to identify yourself. Starting with you, Baylor, since you already shot at me. Let them know your socials. Let them know where they can find your shows. Talk to them. At Baylor the Great on all social media platforms. BTG for President. Open Run with BTG. Part of the Rare Science Network. And y'all might want to check those Lakers defensive standings. 
Yes, they, might, they might be playing a little bit of defense. You know what I mean? Look, said Montrez can't defend, but go ahead. When you lose two rim protectors and you know you get a flat footed center. Ah, how's it looking out there? <laughs> it hasn't been much Laker talking to it. I'm kind of disappointed. He said, oh, looking out oh, there. You, you, know, you know why? Because the Bulls are playing well. That's oh. why. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Manny, let them know your socials, bro. Uh, y'all know me, man. At the Emmanuel Brown on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, MannyBro15, host of Any Given Sunday. Man, check out this week's episode. We talk about the chaos in D.C. and we talk about Super Walk all weekend, man. Check it out. Any Given Sunday, available on all platforms. Shout out to the homie Josh. I got to say this while you hear Manny. Yes, sir. I went on his pod like two years ago and I, where I was previously... My internet was janky, and I'm pretty sure I gave him a poor quality episode. I owe him an episode. I owe any given Sunday a proper performance. Tell him I'm sorry, you know, and whenever he wants me back, oh, I got you. I'll come back. I have good connection now. Bro, <laughs> you fam- bro, bro, you don't got to apologize, bro. We, yo, we family, bro. We family. You ain't you, man. Let's- we might we might have to we might have to pick this up on any given Sunday one day. Bro. Let's talk yeah. about it, bro. Fellas, I appreciate y'all for always making the time. When I hit y'all <laughs> last minute to come on, y'all always make it happen. I appreciate y'all 110%. Um, we'll do this again very soon. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Chapter 75 of the gray area. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, make sure you, you like the post when you see it, share this episode, subscribe to it, tell your friends about it. It's good quality sports talk, unfiltered, uncut, and it's what we do. And as the saying goes, whether you like it or don't like it, sit down and look at it because it's the best going today. Woo! Perfect.